Hello all of you wonderful people out there. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Will. My name is Lee. And I'm Chuck. And this week on the show, we are going to be discussing the 2003 film Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, directed by Jonathan Jonathan Mastow, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Nick Stahl, Claire Danes, and Christiana Logan. And yes, Lee said, again. Lee said, again, because this is the second time that we are recording this. The first time we recorded this, it was just Lee and I. And that was very, very early. That was probably one of like the first three or four that we did. First ones that we did. And the recording, in my opinion, the recording is atrocious. I'm not happy with it Sounds fine to me. This chickens, this machines. It's fine with you. You don't want to do this again. And I know you don't want to do this again. You do not want to talk Uh, about this movie. So I'm going to let you get some thoughts out of the way early. (laughs) Lee, how did you feel about Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines? Let me just ask you this. How did you feel about Terminator 2, Judgment Day? Phenomenal. Right. One of the best action movies of all time. Right. For this movie... T2? For this movie... I loved it. Okay. For T3 to be stamped a Terminator film is a slap in the face of, of just, uh, for, uh, to all the fans of the Terminator franchise. Okay, okay, hold on. I just want to put this out it's, there. It's as if they took the, it's as, it's as if they took the deleted smiling scene from Judgment Day and made an entire movie based off of that. Come on, that's not fair. There was nothing no, that corny it's completely in this. Fair. There was nothing that corny in this movie. Okay, I just really? Want to, I just <laughs> we'll get there. Okay, I just because want to share. there are multiple things that corny throughout I, this movie. Okay. I just want to share. I just want to share one thing. This whole movie. Uh, okay. Well, we did we a while back ago, weeks a few weeks ago we did um, Matrix Resurrections, and there was a part in the film where they started going on, and I just cracked up laughing for almost four minutes. Will took the time to cut that out and send it to us to share with us this amazing part of just me laughing. <laughs> there is going to be a lot of that in this conversation. <laughs> uh, it's a late night, guys. We'll see. <laughs> no, I think he's right. I think he's right. Because this movie, for me, <laughs> they made this movie for two reasons. Entertainment and to just keep the franchise of Terminator going. They did And they not. did it. This is they when did the it. franchise died. They did it for they attempted. Dude, the, they fran- did the franchise with- the franchise died with Salvation. Come on. This oh, is this movie did- is better than Salvation, Genesis, and Dark Fate. Don't 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 do that. <laughs> the log. <laughs> they they made this movie possible with one line. When John Connor goes, I thought we stopped Judgment Day. And Schwarzenegger goes, you didn't stop it, you just postponed it. At that point, the rest of the franchise is possible. <laughs> Without that, it's... <laughs> well, never mind what they did with Dark Fate. We're just like, we're just going to show you an alternate timeline. Like, what might where, have happened where, if this happened. Where, Linda, like, oh, where, so where Linda Hamilton is, keep... like, magically alive. <laughs> yeah. And John Connor's dead. Yeah. Yeah, and John Connor <laughs> it, it looks identically the same, even though it's, like, many years later... Uh, anyway, we're not even going to get into that movie. At least not now. Tonight we're going to talk about this atrocity. Lee Lee is the one who suggested and recommended Dark Fate to me. Did he really? He didn't to me. (laughs) He didn't say anything about that to me. He came over one day, he goes, you have to watch this movie. (laughs) Yes. 
Beca- because at least the humor in there of of um of the Terminator quitting being a Terminator so he can do draperies. Oh my God. <laughs> and go by the name Carl. Arnold Schwarzenegger acting like a human in a Terminator movie will never not be funny. That you know that is this that is not just that is not just a point where the where the franchise dies. That's like the death nail. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, this movie is to Schwarzenegger as Rocky is to um Stallone. It's one of the staples of Schwarzenegger without these movies this made this made the acting career as bad of an actor as Schwarzenegger is it made it possible for him to actually come onto the stage in a big way of course um the first two movies and i <laughs> this movie was just fun that's all i'm going to say it was fun so i i think the reason and I we have all such know a- that he's back <laughs> I think the reason I have such uh, disdain for this movie is because I I really really enjoyed the first two films. The second one was fantastic, and then when they when I first saw this is back when like I mean the internet was the internet you know but like YouTube didn't exist yet not at all but you could but you could like find things by going to websites specifically like well and I saw a teaser trailer for this and it started off. With like the, the Sergeant Terminator. Candy? No. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um. <laughs> no. It it showed like the Terminator logo, whatever. But it then it turned all like liquid metal and and like turned into the you know T three blah blah blah. It was like this really simple teaser trailer. It didn't show anything, but it just saying there's a third Terminator coming. And I was so pumped to see this movie, right? And I remember I was actually going um, with Jerry. Will, you remember Jerry? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, years later, we both loved Terminator. We were going to go. And we got to the movie theater, and something happened where he, we couldn't go in anymore. Like, he had to go do something else. We were literally, like, walking into the theater in Methuen and had to turn around and leave and not see it. So... I was waiting forever to see this movie. I had high hopes, and that's why you hear me not talk about not watching trailers before a movie I'm really excited about, not getting too excited about it, going in with low expectations, because, probably because of this movie. So, maybe that's why I'm, I, I've got such disdain for it, but I, I went into it all pumped, and then walked out going, th- it, th- they just, like, pooped all over this franchise, I disagree. I think I completely disagree with this. Okay, I hang disagree. on. I, this movie was just fun and it was entertaining. I mean, it was completely ridiculous. Um, compared to the first two movies, it doesn't fit. It, it absolutely fits. It absolutely of course, fits. Of course it fits. You get exactly what you're promised in the first two movies. You get the beginning I'm talking, of the I'm, war. I'm not. I'm not talking about the story. Story's fine. Okay. We okay. Again, we've talked about this. <laughs> in detail for an entire podcast. Right. The point, the reason about it is I don't care about the story. The story's fantastic. It all makes sense. I love it. We get to a point. Judgment Day is inevitable. Let's keep on going here because we want to see this. We want to get to a point where the war's coming. These are all the lieutenants and blah, blah, blah. The issue with it is the way they make the movie, the corniness of it, the, you know, oh. the, the, the overdone humor, one, the cartoon qualities of it, with the stupid squeaky sound effects and rubber chickens, 
And just it's it, honestly I that's the it. big. I it's just, I'm sorry. I am not on your side in this one. The way that it's shot, the way that it's shot has this weird like it's it's almost it's like a low budget. Like today, it would be a low budget movie you would see on sci-fi. The quality of this film is is like today's sci-fi movie. I disagree with that completely. This is this movie uh, above and twenty beyond, years ago. Hang on, this movie uh, above oh, for, for 2003 standards. This movie is comparable to other big sci-fi movies that came out during the time. And if you want if you really want to complain about you know the technology about the time and the way that it was shot, it it's far no. superior to T1. To uh, right, I, I was, I'm not talking about is. that. Hold, you're missing you're missing my point. It's, no, it's no, I want I want you to finish. I want you to finish this. It's the action shots. So there's something that they do where they like speed up things and and they make it like abrupt and it's not like before you would see like these two robots and they're fighting each other but here there's like this weird like the scene where he's like beating up the car and they cut 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 as he's beating up this the, the hood of the jeep I, I i don't like how it's shot just like i've told you i don't like Zack snyder films i don't like the feel of it i don't like the way it's shot this was so like it was shot in a way that was it was like quick cuts just to like get away from like the actual like good um the feel of it it was just it was i don't know i don't I like, like the it. way i don't like the way that it was visually done i don't like that at all it's that, so if that's your everything if that's else your, i can deal with if that's your only complaint about it then then i don't know because to me it was it, it's definitely not one of my top favorites no um it would it would not be like oh i want to sit down and watch terminator 3 um, no i would never say that that would never come out I, of my I, mouth i i, I would uh, i I would. If I'm watching Terminator, I'm watching one, two, and three. I'm not just watching right. one and two and leaving it at that. This is I a would perfectly go one, two, and salvation. This is perfect. Oh my God, we're we're way off then because salvation. Never mind Genesis. Salvation. Ooh. Salvation. Genesis and Dark Fate are with Matt Smith trash movies. Okay, they I'm sorry. Trash. After I watched, after I watched T3, I went and watched Salvations just to see, you know, again. Ugh. <laughs> I think this. Uh, I think Christian T3 Bale. What are you doing? It was hard. I like Christian Bale. Christian Bale was so much better in Equilibrium than he was in Salvation. I'll agree with I this. Take, I will. 100% I will take Equilibrium over Salvations. One hundred percent. All day long. This. I think the fact. I want to know how the heck that Sam Worthington had no idea that he was a robot. The entire movie is beyond me. Beyond me. How do you? Well, not he wasn't. Know? A, he wasn't a robot the entire time. No, you're the right. The first the two minutes he, was. he wasn't, but the rest of it he was. I'm sorry. Ugh. That movie, it just... It, and then they're, 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 how they portrayed Schwarzenegger in that film for the five seconds he was in it to fight was awful. Um, but T3 was leaps and bounds above... and the th- Just a leaps and bounds above um, Salvation. I will watch T3... Wh- before the rest of them all, all day long. All day long. So, I mean, if your whole thing, Lee, is James Cameron was here and times were good and now he's gone and times are bad, if that's your whole thing right now... Well, that's that's my whole thing right now. I just don't like I just don't like the way that it sh- I don't like the way it's shot. Okay, I think it, it looks it looks the the cinematography in this movie is so bad compared to what it was before. It looks like a, a sci-fi, like a today's sci-fi movie. I'm not talking about just the graphics. It's just the way it's shot. It seems shoddy. I don't know. So, whoa, 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 whoa. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Let's let's start the movie because I'm I'm actually excited to get into this one because I, <sighs> I I I did enjoy it for what it was. I, I'm not gonna. No, so I I love this movie. I think it's a perfectly suitable conclusion if this was a trilogy to end it with the beginning of the war without actually having to go into the the, the said war that Salvation attempted to do and failed miserably. I think this is perfectly fine. If you want to say that Nick Stahl is a horrible John Connor, I would agree with you. If you want to say that Claire Danes is the worst part of this movie, I would even agree with that because I'm sorry she is. She's the worst part of this film. I would hey, not. Remember when immediate... she and DiCaprio were Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> yeah, and, and when did that movie come out? Um, actually, actually in conspiracy theory, you could see exactly um, we, we, in, in we, the background. We, we, we yeah. talk a little bit about, uh, we talk a little bit about Leonardo DiCaprio in our conspiracy theory review and we, we, yeah, exactly. we, we go over this and we go over a firm, a firm year where Leonardo DiCaprio was <laughs> good and before it was bad. So I'm, I'm pretty sure Romeo and Juliet falls into that. And criteria. wait a second, wait a second. I think, I think. I think Claire Danes and Nick Stahl were also in a movie together at one point. Oh, were they really? Yeah, it's Wasn't called Terminator 3. He... Terminator 3 Rise Against the Machines. That's the movie that they were uh, in together. That's the movie we're talking uh, about right I, now. I, so anyways, let's just jump right into what everybody's feelings are out on the table. Lee hates this. I love it. And Chuck, you're kind of in the middle. All right. So I, I, I don't hate it as much as I'm disappointed. Oh my gosh, you hate it. I'm just, dis- I'm just, just, I'm just very it. disappointed. Just stick to, stick it, to that as just much stick as you to stick it, to man. loving Batman Forever. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all have our guilty pleasures, and this is Will's. Fine. And that's okay. I'll, I'll own that. I don't care. So the movie, <laughs> Equilibrium begin- is mine. the movie begins with a monologue from John Connor. He's talking about Judgment Day and how it was averted, but he's still a very paranoid individual, so he stays off the grid. Connor, we then see a scene during the war or the end of the war where he is celebrating with all of his comrades. The visuals here that are depicted of the war and the after events in this opening monologue are fantastic. So I really don't understand where Lee is coming from by the way that it was shot and the way that it looks because this here looks phenomenal. And it's something that I would have wanted to see before Salvation completely destroyed my dreams. We then see a scene of John Connor zipping down a highway approaching 90 miles and 80 miles an hour, and he takes a really nasty spill because he's trying to avoid a deer. We then cut to Christiana Logan, who is playing the TX in this movie, but for all sake and purposes, she's just playing the part of Robert Patrick just in a female version, which she does a good job. She's not a bad Terminator in this movie at all. I think she did exactly what she was meant to do. Um, she shows up, she is very naked because this is Terminator and that's the way the time travel works. She sees a car and she likes that car. She then I like your car. (laughs) I will say this. I would have appreciated this a little bit more if they almost went transformer style where they showed up as said Terminator and then took on the disguise of a person once they got here. That would have Um, made more sense. That would have made a lot more sense. Because when mm-hmm. they're when they're when they're in their own t- when they're in the future, they are regular robots. They're Terminators. But when they trans when they take the time travel back to John Connor's time, they go from robot to basically cyborg, um, mm. and they already have the the look. And especially with her character, she can take on the appearance of anything. She can definitely do that Transformers, you know, style. You know, taking. Like a, uh, an image shot 
um, and then turn into that. And if she did that here, I think that would have fit a lot better. Well, the T-1000 just... could have done that too in T2, but that's not what happened. He came down as Robert Patrick and they went with it. So they, they guess... just kind of carried that over. They did that but even, I agree. With, even with Schwarzenegger's part. He did yes. the same thing. He's just, they all came over as that. No, 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 and no, 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 And no, it's no, no, just no, no. so that on. way they can show all of, you know, in the first one, the first two, it's I want to see all that is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I think I think it's a little bit more than that. I think the whole point is if you're going back to a previous timeline where the people aren't used to seeing like cybernetic well robots walking around willy nilly, it's it you're gonna raise a whole lot of suspicion. So coming, but they out- also explained they also explained in I I think it was T two if not T one, but they were talking about they were setting up these um, infiltrator. Um, cyborgs they were making them to look like that because they were trying to infiltrate the um the rebellion or whatever you know the the whatever they called themselves sorry i've been reading a lot of star wars um but they were trying to infiltrate so they had some with rubber skin but they could easily spot them but then later on they started making them look better and that's what kyle reese was explaining you know that that's why they did this because they were infiltration um machines i like the so that's my question though is this is if they didn't want to get people you know catch him off guard. You have this person who can like, in the second movie, turn spikes from his hands and become anything. She's, she can be looking one direction and then be looking the next direction because her entire body flips. Um, well, but so did he. He was able to do that too because his he was liquid. The difference, he, the difference here was the one big thing is that he can only become knives and stabbing weapons. But in this... She actually was a machine that had all these different guns. Like she didn't just like make stabby weapons. She actually had like saw blades and flamethrowers Flame and like ridiculous stuff like that. So that they they stepped it up where it's like she had the liquid liquid metal element on the outside, but that she they still had the the metal skeleton on the inside with all the bells and whistles that they were able to transfer back. Right. So, so would you have preferred made would you have preferred the TX and the T1000 to come through the portal liquid? I mean, is that kind of what you're getting at or I think that would have made more sense. I think they should have come back liquid saw somebody and then kind of took, took on, on that their form. their look. Yeah, I think that I mean that's that's us kind of judging just the whole franchise and how they did it cuz we're going back to T2 as opposed to just judging this, but I think that would have made a lot more sense. Just like he said, you know, Transformers came down, saw vehicles, are like, oh, I could look like that, and made themselves look like that. I, I think that, that, I, that would be my that would be my only big criticism with the entire franchise is they could have done. But again, you're looking at when they first came out with T two, that was what thirty years ago. Yeah, it was. It probably wasn't even so. Like you said in the other ones, because it came out so far ago, I'm gonna forgive it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Because it wasn't even. But a, I can't like forget this. <laughs> Here we go. I don't know. I like. I've always liked the idea that they come out in human form and 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 naked and and the explanation of that, like nothing organic or 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 nothing of any kind of like fabric material is going to be able to make it through their little time portal here. I've always liked mm-hmm. that. I, I've always I've I, always I, enjoyed that, and I've always liked the idea of. Not wanting to, and I know I'm probably extrapolating a lot, but I've always liked the idea of not wanting to raise any kind of suspicion. So the fact that they well, come think- out in human form, and if they're just seen by some rando, it's okay, whatever. There's there's some really weird lightning, and now there's a okay. person here. Not, there's really weird lightning, and oh my god, a robot! Like, that would be a little bit much. Yeah, and, and think back to just the first movie, is in the very beginning, you got these two guys that get sent back. One of them seems like it was a lot more painful than the other. Oh, yeah. Um, so the whole point is like, 
who's who and what are they doing here? Like, if you didn't watch the trailer and know what this movie was about, that Arnold Schwarzenegger was like a killing machine mm-hmm. because trailers gave away like every single thing Everything. back then. Yeah. They, they walked you through it and like, and then they kill them and send them back to their space planet. I'm like, that's, <laughs> why did you, what? Okay. But anyway, the point is, if we didn't have trailers like that and you went and saw this movie, the whole point of this, and especially in Judgment Day, Judgment Day is amazing because when they showed both of these um these Terminators come back, you didn't know what side Arnold was on. You didn't know what side Robert Patrick is on until they got face to face with John Connor and saw how they interacted. Right. He's got he's got the the roses in the box. The gun comes out. Get down. And then, you know, it basically that's how it all starts. And you realize my mission is to protect you, you know, and we go from there. Sorry, I'm going to I don't I don't do a great impression of Arnold. So I'm just going to try to stop. But it's um it's just so ingrained but that's the whole point is like they they did it that way because if you have them all coming back looking as humans then you could say oh you know chances are they they i mean i don't really know yet whether they're the good one or the bad one again if you never watch the trailer right so the tx finds a car that she likes and she just takes it and now she is mm-hmm. fully clothed and she hacks into the net via a cell phone. She's able to mm-hmm. put together somewhat of a hit list and then gets pulled over by a cop because she is very clearly speeding. The officer comes yes. over to the side door of the car, license and registration, and she just looks at him and says, I like your gun. And that's all we see of that. Which, well, before we see that, she looks up and sees a billboard for Victoria's Secret, <laughs> knowing what men want, and decides to do some, some body modification of her own. She grows so very, and, very large breasts. Yes, yeah, so her chest gets bigger, and when the cop comes over, you can clearly tell him kind of taken aback by that for a moment. He's like, uh, a license and registration. I like your gun, you know, and then we cut off there. I'm like, okay, twice we saw her say, I like your, and then that's the end of, the, of that scene and the end of that person. Okay, whatever. I feel like you want to say something else along with that because you would. It just it just seemed odd that they, they said it. They did the same thing two times in a row, didn't go anywhere, and I'm like, that's Well, it went somewhere. She took a car and she took a gun. I know, but it was just... And they're all dead. And they're dead. Like, what, I mean... Could you imagine if the whole movie kept going like that? It shows her say things to people, and all she's doing is just collecting things, like a video game. She's collecting all the the items that she needs. That's not what happened, though. I know, but if they did it one more time, I would have just thrown the movie out the window. (laughs) Like, it's just like, okay... Pretty sure you've like, done that. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, they they've already. It, it, we go back to the. It, I feel like it was a big joke on the say that's a nice bike, you know. And then, but the fact that they did it twice in a row like this with her, and that's it, just seemed odd. It was poorly chosen. Again, I like the story. I like where it went, but the way that they edited it, the way that they put it together, ah, I don't know. Right, I, I so told you I, I, I have a said, I thought it was somebody did. I thought I thought the way that she acquired the both car and gun were both fantastic. I Corny. really don't have a problem with that at all. Corny. She's a mindless. The thing is, she's a mindless, mindless robot who is doing what she was programmed to do. I don't understand. Like you're looking for nuance out mm. of a robot. <laughs> like that's. Uh, I, no, I, I'm not looking for something. I'm, I'm looking for somebody who's making a movie to make a movie that's good. <laughs> 
I'm not having issues with with the characters. I'm having an issue with the way that it's it's shot and put together. Okay. Okay. Moving on, we are then later on introduced to Kate Brewster, who is preparing for her wedding. Her father, Robert, gives her a call and cancels dinner plans that she was really looking forward to. By the way, Robert, we find out that he's working for the government, which really becomes important later. And, and then I wrote down, Clara Danes is the worst part of this movie, and it starts almost immediately with this scene. She looks at a picture of a generic, happily married couple within a picture frame, and she can't help but hide her disgust. Like, she just mm-hmm. looks absolutely done. She just has this look on her face like she does not want to get married. If it's supposed right. to be subtle, it failed, because it's just the look on her face was absolutely disgusted. I love it and hate it all at the same time. It goes into... There are some parts of this movie that are really corny, and this kind of goes into that, but it's mostly just you know what? her. I'm not going to hide. That, but, but that's what makes a guilty pleasure for these movies, though. Is like Exactly. Me, like I know the giant holes that are in equilibrium, but I still enjoy the movie. I, I, it's my guilty pleasure because it's hole after hole after hole after bad acting after hole after bad acting, but I still enjoy the movie. I, I really don't care about all the plot holes in Equilibrium. I more care about the fake smoke and fire at the end of that movie. <laughs> I'm talking about a movie that had a massive budget and up until that point was doing a pretty good job with a lot of the special effects, but then had to end the movie with, with you know, fake smoke. with fake smoke and fire. I could I could generate something better in <laughs> in in a video editor that I downloaded for free. So yep. it's 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 ugh, I no. We then get our first hint of what this movie is actually going to be about. Robert is informed by some of his employees that there is a computer virus that is affecting the civilian internet, as well as secondary military apps. The Pentagon wants to launch Skynet to handle the problem. Robert thinks it's way too soon to be doing this, and he says it would be like it would be like killing a fly with a bazooka. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a fun one i love this i love this (laughs) killing a fly with a bazooka i'm gonna stop right there on this scene because we all know where this is going to end arnold shows up very very naked and makes his way into a bar and oh boy it's ladies night so first of all i will i'm gonna say something about this hold on you're gonna do this the whole way through this aren't you Well, I just want to say that he shows up, and there's one thing that I think is actually really cool. Um, When he shows up, he shows up in the desert this time. And I love the fact that when he shows up there, that the sand turns to glass. I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that was like, that was a really nice touch. Put it out there, have it be glass. Okay. Um, But, but a strip club? Really? That's where we're at now? It was like they were making a joke on the fact that he was, like, nude when he first showed up in the first movie. And like, let's just make him go to a strip club. <laughs> on, okay. On ladies' night. On Don't ladies forget night. that. On ladies' night. So he, walks yes. into, so he walks into this bar, and he sees... First of all, how old is Arnold in this movie? I don't know. I didn't look that up. 60? No. Good no. for him. No. He's not 60. How? In 2003, you think he's 60? How old is he? Look it up. Anyways, well, let's see. Yeah, that's that's your job right now, man. 
Anyways, so there's a gentleman who is getting ready to strip on stage for all of these ladies, and a very naked Arnold Schwarzenegger walks over to him and tells him to take off his clothes. This man tells him to talk to the hand. Arnold grabs his hand and talks into it saying, now. Now. (laughs) Patience, honey. Oh, my God. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Oh my god. Getting what he wants, he heads outside and pulls out a pair of sunglasses from the jacket. And all I can say Why? is he looks like Sir Elton John. Yep. So <laughs> this was star glasses. The, the, so the when, star you said, glasses. when you said nothing is as corny as the smile, this entire scene is as corny as the smile. The glasses? Leading all the way up to the glasses. No, it's not. It's, it's it is fantastic. Not. It is not as corny is, as the smile. The glass no, the glasses go on his face. And then he takes them off and, and steps stomps on them. on them. Because even the robot knows <laughs> that he looks like Elton John. <laughs> I thought this whole thing was fantastic. Oh, my it God. Is, it is, so did it I. is taking it again. I think it's hilarious if they were making a parody of the Terminator movies. No, come on. It's just too goofy. Oh, I loved it. So did I. I. Loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great it way to perfect. reintroduce his character. I thought it was a great way to get him clothed. And you know, you guys are right. It's 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 funny to have him go into a strip club because he's naked. So of course, you, you put him inside of a strip club. I don't understand. Right. I don't understand how that's corny. I understand your thing I about. Was... I understand your thing about the glasses being corny. If you fine, I'll I'll accept that. A hundred percent. But okay. it's not like it's not as ridiculous as the deleted scene smile in T two. It is nowhere near that absurd. Hi. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, I, think, so, I think so first I, of all I think that was whole the whole point of the glasses though was just uh I, it was just put in there just for a quick laugh. I, I thought it was perfect because I was half expecting after you put the clothes on for him to walk away with Buttless checks, to be honest with you, because of where he was. And you what know he was... what? There's probably a deleted scene. <laughs> probably, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. It would I would be, not with those be glasses, surprised. With those glasses, it would have fit the outfit. But he walks away with this, you know, this great outfit, and then he ends up finding regular glasses. Of course he does. It happened to be in the car. He now, they, happen to, they happen to be in the truck. Okay. I know where you're going. Well, I no, have the same problem. To... I have the same problem that you do. We're gonna. So go he back. gets inside. He gets inside of a it truck. Is, I'm gonna go back. Okay. First of all, while he's walking through and he's sizing people up, he sees this this old fat lady. Hey, baby! And he sizes her up. And I love the response of if his readout, which is he's looking at her clothes and he goes inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was humorous, but that not was... too ridiculous. I thought it was really funny, but th- till he sees the guy on stage, that's a match. Yes, but yes. But my point is, good for Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's 75 years old today. This movie was old, came out a while ago, 20 years ago, which I can't believe it was so 20 he would years have been, ago. So he would have been 50. So he was he, 56. He would have been, wow. Yeah. Good for him is right. Uh, exactly. If good he was for 56 Arnie, 50, in 2003 when this movie came out, he looks good for 56. He, he actually does. So very good for him and he was actually born on my birthday okay, but congratulations. 1947 good for you yeah i just found that out anyways <laughs> arnold then gets inside of a truck and pulls the visor down and gets the keys how that is nothing but a callback to the original he but okay 
We learn later on in the movie that he's a different T101 model. We learn that it's he is obvious, not the same. It's obvious that, but it's super obvious. Uh, let's not even talk about that part because that, mm, okay, let's talk about it. So <laughs> we know that he eventually does meet up with John Connor and John Connor says, you don't remember anything? Like, of course he doesn't remember anything. You, you, you melted him down in liquid metal. Right. Why would you ever think that any of that information was somehow transmitted back to the future? Right. Uh-huh. You're right. Um, You're and right. then came back down. So there's, there's no reason he would have thought that. And it would, the fact that John Connor would have any thought that that would make any sense just makes him a, a dummy. <laughs> they made John Connor an idiot in this. Not going not gonna to argue this. Not going to argue this at all. I'm more concerned with how he knew to pull the visor down to get the keys because he was taught know, this. Which... He was taught this in T2. So mm-hmm. the explanation here that I came up with is that John Connor in the future taught the T101 everything the 13 year old John Connor taught the T101. Except for hasta la vista, baby. Sure. Any of that stuff. But the visor. That's the one thing he taught him. It doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't make any it sense. Doesn't. No, it doesn't. This completely, this completely blows my mind that they put this in the movie. I just, okay, I did not like that. <laughs> it, was a, it was a cool callback. That's and all it go, was. Oh, just like that. But then you go, but wait, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. No, I'm with you. I'm absolutely with yeah. you. We then come back to the TX, mm-hmm. who has her hit list. She kills Jose Barrera, and then she drives over to a house and kills Elizabeth and Will Anderson. Good job. Good. Kate shows up at her vet yeah. clinic for a medical emergency and finds that John has broken in and raided the medicine cabinet. She goes <laughs> to call the police, but John pulls out a gun on her and says, please don't do that. Kate distracts him for a second, disarms him, and shoots him in the leg with his own paintball gun and then locks him inside of a dog cage. This is the leader of the resistance, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yes, but he was also pretty drugged up because he drank, he he took um the the chemicals they the thing they used to chemically neuter dogs. Yes, yes, um, yes, sure. But I want I want to ask about the because we just jumped through a, a few things here. But um, she goes through the drive-through to go get Jose Barrera. Yep. Now you've spent more time in California than I, actually I've never been to California. I've been close, but never to California. Do all their drive-throughs go backwards? Backwards. So she drove up to the speaker, said, Jose Barrera? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm Jose. And then she pulls up, and the window is on the opposite side of the car. So she went around the drive-thru, and the window for the food is over there. Not next to her. So is that a California thing where they drive, the like, in and out the wrong way, and I've seen the window them, is... I've seen them some... in Massachusetts, too. I've seen them there. It's, not, never, just, it's not just in California. Well... I've never seen that before because that's totally impractical. There is, you can't reach that. There is one place that I went to when I was out there that was like kind of like a house that you drove into and you mm-hmm. could grab food from either side. It just mattered on which side was preparing your food. So that's a thing that I saw out there. But this specific, no. But I have seen uh, this out here. I think... I think there's a McDonald's in like Fitchburg or something like that that does it like that. I'm I'm not a hundred percent, but I've seen. Them. I've never seen it, and I don't understand how you're expected to reach over that far through your vehicle to give them your money and to take your food. It just it seemed illogical. So if that does exist, I don't understand how that makes sense. Do they give everybody those super long like Nana grabber things? Like here you go, here you go. They passed out the basket like at the uh, you know Catholic church. 
Here's your food. <laughs> I, I have I have one challenge for you the rest of this movie, Lee. You have to name at least five things you liked from this movie. I named one. He he did. He he liked uh one. You got, yeah, four uh, he more. Liked, he liked he liked that the sand turned to glass. You have uh-huh. four more. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I, I, I liked that Arnold did a good job keeping up at fifty six. <laughs> That's not with uh, the movie. That's with Arnold. Uh, said, <laughs> okay. Arnold Arnold's in the movie. <laughs> so like doesn't, I was saying. Doesn't she does it hold on, doesn't she kill some like one of the little kids too? Like, yes. Yes, I the, said the, that. The brother and sister. I said that. The, the, yeah. the brother and sister. Um, where are That's they? Right. They they open the door to their house and she just kills them right there. Yeah, yeah Elizabeth and... Elizabeth and Will Anderson. Yeah. That's right. They are they are they are yeah. the two teenagers who are having Elizabeth a party and, William Anderson. and she just opens fire and shoots them dead and it's 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 yeah. fantastic. Um, Lynn, we get the, the, the... here's no. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. <sighs> Go no no no. This is I'm why sorry, we're here. This is why I'm just. I'm, I knew I'm he was gonna this, do this. The whole thing about this is like the star glasses and everything else. It just made it 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 made a mockery of of the movie. But the thing about it is, it feels like what they were doing was this whole movie was all about a culture shock. Now we see this a lot in other movies where it's like time has passed and now they're in a new day, and you see somebody like Blast from the Past, for example. You know, holy smokes! You know, like all the different things that happen, like when they go into the future, and it's like they they deal with something different. It's almost as if the people who made this movie were like, hey, let's take this movie that came out in the early 90s and bring it to current. It, I mean, but there's time travel involved. It's coming from the future, so it doesn't make sense. If this was something from the past moving into the future, I would almost understand some of the ridiculous things. Like Demolition Man, perfect example. You know, like that is corny, stupid, but... It's corny, stupid, makes some sense for what it is. But this was like he's coming back. They're they're doing a lot of stuff like this in sci-fi. But they're sending but they're sending a Terminator back from the same period in a future time. So how do you exactly. figure that, that wouldn't make sense? That, well, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm trying to I'm, – I'm saying what they're doing – the way this movie feels is it feels like they're trying to do a culture shock can, but it's, I- by, by making it comedic. But it's not because it that's not what the point of these movies were. Can I can I ask you a a, a seri- uh, an honest question, Lee? Mm-hmm. Yes. From what it sounds like, and you can be honest, it's not the best. It's not even a. It's not. It's not even nowhere near the best movie. But do you like Demolition Man better than this movie? Yes. Uh. <laughs> 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 oh my god. I'd I'd say it's on par. So the leader of the but, resistance but, but the is inside of a dog cage. I, I, I would say it's on par. I would say no. that it's on it's on par with this solely because this is supposed to be this is supposed to come after this is the successor to T two. If this was just a movie, I'd be like, this movie's great. But since T two came out before this, that's why I have such an issue with this movie. Because it doesn't feel like it fits it, it, the I way it it's. Does. I, I think it. I think, I think it, it absolutely feels the, like it. The fits. story does. The story does, but not the way it's shot. It doesn't matter. Not the goofiness. It, but that's the thing. The it cartoon. doesn't matter how this movie is shot. None of these movies matter how they're shot. The, the, the important okay, thing. The important takeaway from the Terminator franchise is the story. It has the the way that it's shot and filmed has no bearing on how you're supposed to feel about the story. Zero. Now. The Book of Boba Fett. Ugh. You had to. 
I have to. You had to. Uh, I have to. We're having very valid. We're having. We're having a good time. We took a character. We're having a good night. We talked about. We're talking about a couple of good movies. We're having a good time. We're laughing. And then suddenly, you have to bring up like one of the worst shows (laughs) I've watched in years. Yes. Tell me about it. Now why? Have to do this. Now why? Now here. Here's why. Okay. (laughs) Boba Fett. (laughs) <laughs> is a character that was very mysterious for many, many years. We always like, oh, this character is so cool. But he was like a, a cult favorite because he wasn't even known. I mean, even his introduction into the whole franchise was uh, the holiday special. And then they saw him. He was a prototype to be like a new stormtrooper. People loved it. And they just wrote him into Empire Strikes Back. Right. That's how it was. Actually, he was all white. The whole costume was white. And then they made him look what he did and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, first first appearance he actually had was uh, in a parade walking next to Darth Vader and people were like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And it just became, um, you can see that actually in the documentary, um, under the helmet or something, I think on Disney plus anyway. Um, my question about this is when you saw Boba Fett chasing that droid through the kitchen, the Tom and Jerry scene, I said, Tom and Jerry. Yes. Yes. That is what this entire movie feels like to me. That's not fair, but that's what it, but that's that's what it feels like to me. But that's what it feels like to me. And we'll get there when we start talking about squeaky cranes, okay? Because that's the point. It's, it took everything and it just made a joke out of Arnold. Like, they made him a joke. He's obsolete. <laughs> you know, like, it, it, that's how I feel. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Did Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie clearly define his mission? Yes or no? Clearly define his mission. Yes or no? Yeah. Did he yes, was he, he did. successful in his mission? Yes, he then was. Then how was he a mockery, sir? Um, because they goofed on him the entire time. Where? We what? Get a there. pair of glasses? You're upset because nope, of a I, pair of glasses? I I actually named two other things, but we'll get there. He was melting so. in a pit of lava, and he gave a thumbs up. How is that less ridiculous than anything that happens in this movie? That was a sentimental moment oh my, where he was giving him a Jesus. thumbs up. Whoa, 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 really? Whoa, 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 whoa. A sentimental a minute, moment? It was goofy you mean and it was robot. ridiculous. A robot <sighs> melted in lava It was still able to give a thumbs up. That completely defies... But that wasn't comedic. That wasn't comedic. It, it, it defied his character in the entire movie. If you're gonna have a uh, no. pr- if you're gonna have a problem no. with him putting on sunglasses and there being some squeaky sound effect in this movie, you have to have the same problem with his ridiculous smile that was a deleted scene and him giving a thumbs up as he's melting. But there's more to T two where they don't actually show the scene for some reason. There was actually another deleted scene where they took that chip out of his brain. Yeah, um, I, I know. Which was I know a real about valid that. Point. I know. We all we've all seen it. But they they modified his his processor so he could learn more they didn't explain that but as the movie went on he started to learn more he was teaching him no problemo hasta la vista baby all that stuff and you know whatever so that made sense that he was growing some type of bond and she even said this guy's or or, you know she's like look at him bonding with a terminator and then he says you know one point this like you know the closest thing i had to a father was you you know like yeah it's well, that's what they led it up to. <laughs> so I think if you look hard enough, there's the same level of goofiness across all three of the original films. Yeah, I don't see any goofiness in the first one. 
Sarah Connor's a that, joke that was... in the first one compared to how she is. Sa- Sarah Connor is your a- atypical damsel in distress blonde ditz in the first movie, uh-huh. which is a complete mockery of her character one, compared like to T2. She's like a smoking crazy lady. But 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 it's still it's still supposed her 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 entire way through that. I'm, I'm I apologize. Linda Hamilton's entire performance in the first Terminator movie is a joke. Uh huh. That was her character. It was also like a very cheap movie. Like that movie was like not expected to to go where it went. It really, dude. To... I'm gonna be really honest with you right now. It just sounds like you are very much. No one can make a Terminator movie except for James Cameron, and you are firm in the sand on that one, and you are refusing <laughs> to move. That's what you sound like. James Cameron is Terminator, and that is it, and nobody else can make one. And hmm, that's 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 kind of what you're doing right now. There are problems. There are problems. There are problems in both. Hang on. There are problems in both. In both the first Terminator movies that are, and there are problems in this one. It just sounds like you're picking mm-hmm. on this one a lot more because it's not James Cameron. If you're going to make, okay, no, that's a bad example. <laughs> if you're going to make a movie, it makes sense. If you're going to make a sequel, it makes sense to try to match the style of the original movies. And honestly, like T two was a was a much closer to T one style than this one was. This is closer to T two than T two is to T one. Yep, and I think that's well, true. And then when, they, the when they went with Salvation, issue. then yeah. they changed the that, whole that, field that of the entire movie. the entire right. franchise changed with Salvation. Yeah, that's no, when it really changed. This felt like, you know, when Arnold walked, it was very rigid, and you know, it was very uh and uh and uh. But with as soon as salvations happened, they then they changed the whole feel of the of the of the of the um the franchise at that point. I actually but. have a theory about salvation. I think the whole reason why Christian Bale was picked for that role is because he saved Batman. Yeah, no, you, that's you, exactly you, why you saved Batman. So please come help us with this. Get re, relaunch this franchise off the ground. That's kind right. of my my thought process behind that movie. But I mean, okay. Lee, dude, I, I I honestly I disagree with a lot of what you're saying. T three is closer to T two than T two is to T one. T one and T two both have goofiness, both have ridiculous stuff going on. Linda Hamilton is a joke in the first movie. T- the Terminator, for the most part, is kind of a joke in the second movie. Because because of how lovey-dovey he acts, he's not like the the, the 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 first movie at all. And you you end with a very goofy, goofy, goofy thumbs up. Like, yeah, fine, it's a sentimental thing, all you want to. There's 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 very little difference in the way that these movies stylistically differ from each other. The way that you're describing, you're putting a lot of emphasis on this, and I just I don't I don't see it. Well, all we know in this third movie is that sooner or later. She'll be back. Sure. So anyways, like I was saying about 20 minutes ago, John Connor, the leader of the resistance, is locked inside of a dog cage. Claire Danes takes a look at him. Well, Kate takes a look at him and recognizes him and realizes that they went to school together. And oh, my God, the TX shows up to kill her, but finds a bloody napkin on the ground and uses her tongue to analyze the blood and finds out that her primary target, John Connor, is around the corner. Which I First thought was all, really awesome. I think it's really cool that she was able to use her tongue to analyze the blood. I thought it was a great visual and and everything that the the computer sound effects going on in the background with everything and her slowly realizing like what this is. Like it was it was perfect. It was great. 
Do you remember what time it was in the morning when she got there? Because of, like, you know, the cat? It was like 5 a.m. or something like that. 5 a.m. Sure. Why would, why would the TX think that she was at the vet at 5 a.m.? She was checking all known locations. That's kind of what she I'm thinking. She, she did, she's, she either checking check all, she's either checking all she known did. locations or she's hacked into or she's tracking her via via her cell phone, something along those lines. I mean, we find out later on in this movie that she can control other machines just at a whim. She jacked yeah, yeah. in. She basically jacked into the net by making a 56K modem sound with her mouth. Like, it's not yeah. out of the realm of possibility that she's monitoring more than what we know. But right. we don't. We, but you're right. We don't know. So. It just it she, seemed she probably, odd she because she didn't go to the house first. The phone call that she because she gets a phone call too. That's a possibility. And there's okay. I never thought of that. Something. It's a valid point. So valid point. Um. So right before the TX, but, is the, a, but go ahead. There's an excitement when she licks the blood. Yeah. She gasps. Yeah. Like not like a robot would, but like no. like a girl who just realized that her boyfriend just like cheated on her <laughs> face. <gasps> And then, boom, 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 boom. Like, what was that? It's a look of like, surprise. It, it was a look of surprise. Like, she was amazed. And I'm like, why would the robot act amazed like that? Normally be like, mm, all right, here we go. Like, let's take care of it. No, she was like, <gasps> and it zoomed in. It was just, it was an odd shot. Anyway, okay. the gasp just seemed very out of place. So right before the TX is able to kill Kate, Arnold arrives to save the day. He locks Kate in the back of a van and tells John to run, and chaos ensues, and the two Terminators run a month through a city, destroying everything in their path. Yeah. Perfect. Um, now, um, so he lied. What'd you say? She said, you're going to let me go? He throws her in there. I lied. I lied. Shuts the door. And then you find out this whole thing where he's talking to John Connor. He's just like, what's your mission? And he's like, are you here to kill me? And he comes up and he has this really long pause and doesn't answer him right away. And he goes, no, you must live. <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, we all kind of understand that. Like, we'd figured out by now. Like, why, why would you go back and forth? But he's bad. He's good. He's bad. He's good. Right. But it was just like, but they did that. Like, that <gasps> lurching closer and closer thing. Actually... We even touch upon this, the very beginning of the movie. I, here we go. Number three thing I thought was cool. All right. The very beginning of the movie where John's telling the story and explaining everything about like the, the judgment day. And I thought it was really cool. Like he's, he threw the beer bottle in the water and it goes down. There's a skull down there. Then it kind of like transformed into the future. I did enjoy how that kind of started. The whole talk about judgment day in the future looked better than it did in the other two movies. I thought it looked fantastic. Yes. You get all, you get all the T one Oh ones walking around, you know, no skin on them going through. And I thought one was awesome where it stops and you see one that goes like this and then just stares and like leans right into the camera. That was creepy and awesome. Like that made me, I'm like, this movie's going to be amazing. <sighs> but. Oh, <laughs> So I'm just saying I was so excited during this entire but. chase sequence that's going on here throughout the city. The big takeaway from the scene is that the TX has the ability to control other machines. So a caravan of unmanned vehicles aid the TX in her pursuit of John and Kate. Now, do you realize that she has the ability to control electronic machines, electronic things? Yes. You realize that this, the steering system on a vehicle is entirely mechanical? And there's no way that she could control vehicles like that, even if she could control things. 
I'm pretty sure at this point in time, there was a lot of chips and electronic parts being manufactured into vehicles. No, having having a control of a, com- a vehicle's computer would not actually allow the car to be driven remotely like that. It's the steering is completely mechanical. Even power steering, everything is mechanical. Like besides um, just some of the basic I, stuff. There is some, such thing as a, there is. I I hate to uh, burst your bubble on this one, um, but they they do have electric steering. And they've had it they out for did, some time now. For some time, two thousand three. Um, it was. It may not have been in regular everyday cars, but it was probably around because usually stuff like oh. that hits, and then it becomes mainstream a couple of years later. Yeah. So, so I'm sure. I'm sure it was in every single vehicle that she touched that day that she can control. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll buy that. Whatever you say, Chuck. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. Wasn't there a movie that came out sometime in the eighties where there maximum overdrive? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So that was a horrible, Knight was Rider? A horrible movie. Not Knight Rider. No, no, no. Maximum overdrive. That and, um, no, no, but Oh my God. Knight Rider did the same thing though. No, that yeah. there was another one. <clears throat> Tremors. Am I thinking about the right movie? I don't think Tremors had any remote cars. Maybe it was just maximum overdrive. Back to the future. Maybe it was just maximum overdrive. Regardless, <laughs> this kind of thing has been introduced into film before. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Back to the Future. Doc Brown controlled a DeLorean with a RC remote. Uh huh. There's a lot of there's a lot of flaws in those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we get and I'm gonna say it, and I know you're gonna have a hard time with it. We get this amazing scene where Arnold is hanging off the end of a crane as he's going through buildings. I thought it was fantastic. I thought the visual was great. I thought the cinematography and the special effects that were going on here were fantastic. It did not look bad. Even by two thousand and three standards, it looked beyond its time. So what yep. happened what happened in the early 2000s is they found a way to do um special effects differently um where they they sort of cheaped out and did it like uber computer based like super CG not really any practical whatsoever and that's what caused this like abrupt shakiness that that makes me not like the way this was shot you know but they didn't do um, that in this though. They, they did. Didn't use, they didn't oversee. There, <clears throat> there was a there was a scene that I will agree where they did where it looks cheesy at the towards the end of the movie. Yes. But in this part right here, it did not. It actually no. I'm, really, I'm not really saying well. here, but we're just talking about effects in general. Like this looked good, but the issue we have here is Arnie on the hook, and then suddenly. He pulls a wily e. coyote when he sees a fire truck coming and woo, and then hits the fire truck. And then you get the ball and hook hanging off the crane going <laughs> left behind and Arnold's missing. That is straight up Looney Tunes. Straight up Looney Tunes. That that is a cartoon joke. I can't argue that. It's that's it's the little things like that. I'm just like. It's funny. I would laugh on laugh about that in anything, but again, I loved T two. Okay, so well, this isn't T two. I know, I and think, this, it, this is pooping on it. I think it fits. I think the the, I think earlier in the film, especially when 
the TX and Arnold both, you know, come into the movie. It's a, it's it's established pretty earlier on that there's going to be a lot more comedy in this movie than there was in either T1 or T2. So well, absolutely. I kind of forgive it for that reason. Now, if the beginning of the movie started super serious and then all of a sudden it just jumped to this Looney Tune scene for I would be 100% on board with you and I would probably be poo-pooing all over it right along with you. But I mean it's it, it, it was established earlier on. This is this is going to be a little bit more comedic. So I, I again, I don't I just don't see the same problems that <laughs> you do. Nope. And I'm with, it's, I'm, it's 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 I agree. It is it is what it is at this point and I'm along for the ride. Um what I thought was another amazing scene and I thought this looked fantastic. I do not agree with you when you're talking about the way that things are being CG'd because this next scene looks spectacular. Arnold knocks the crane loose, well, the cable of the crane loose, and it goes down a manhole and catches onto something, and the entire crane vehicle does a vertical 180, and it oh looks fantastic. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what, is I, what it is I don't like about the shooting, the way it's shot, and I think I'm kind of getting it. Um. So I like Sam Raimi. I like the way he was directing movies, and I I like what they were. It almost seemed like they got Sam Raimi to do this, which I would like it if it wasn't Terminator. That's Again, it's it's the feel of the movies. So, for example, like Sam Raimi likes his quick cuts. Quick cut, doot, 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 jump over here. But Terminator was never like that. It was almost like when I saw um, The Force Awakens, and I remember seeing like a gif from it. And seeing like this weird zooming thing on the camera, and I'm just like, Star Wars never had like weird like zooming things. It's it's totally shot very different, totally different director of cinematography. It felt like not in the same realm of Star Wars, and that's why a lot of people didn't like those. But whatever. The point is, it was very different feeling because it didn't have the same type of shots. This, when you're talking about the crane dropping the ball going down. I thought it looked great. You're right. When that thing flipped over, that was great. But, but the way that the things were shot with the crane ball and then ripping through the ground and all the fake like CG, like rubble and smoke that was happening there looked cartoonish, looked CG, you know, I understand you're not going to do practical effects for that, but it was so fast and rapid moving and cartoon looking. And then she looks, it stops, the thing hits and then she, and then it flips over again. All these quick, 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 quick cuts were not what they did in the original movies at all. Well, I think and they just, were just, just, I think, you have to, you have to give it, though, it's 10 years later from T2 I understand. to T3, and they're trying mm-hmm. to bring in a little bit more new technology into it. So if, I, I know, I, if they're, if they were doing it two or three years apart, but they're trying to, you know, you got to give credence to the fact of, okay, this is 10 years later, they are introducing newer technology into the films. And, right. It's it's going to look a little bit. I mean, for the for the most part, Will's right. This is very close to T two. As soon as you hit Salvations, it totally does not feel like Terminator at all. Aside from the fact that they the T one hundred ones look like T one hundred ones. Other than that, not at all. Um, but I I thought this scene was fantastic. And doesn't the fire truck actually like crush her and knock her out? The crane. Something. No, the fire truck. Oh, maybe. Or one of the big trucks like hits her, and it just like well, she's well, she's in the crane vehicle. 
and then right, as it does, and as it does the vertical 180, I don't know if she crushes along with it or if it throws her out. Actually, I think she just goes down along with it, and then she just emerges out of the out rubble. Of it, right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah, that's. I liked it. So I did I. It. I thought it was fantastic. And and to, to Chuck's point, it's again, it's ten years later. You're not going to see a whole bunch of practical effects like you saw in T2. This is much different than you know Robert Patrick in in a Mack truck chasing down John and Arnold on a motorcycle. You're, you're, mm-hmm. Why would they do something as, as similar as that? You, if you don't have to, then don't. If you can make things a little bit more grandiose and epic and, and destruction through the roof, go for it. Why not? Because the destruction in this scene was greater than any of the car chase scenes in the original first two. Absolutely. Uh, so they were trying to go bigger with it. Um, and I appreciate it for what it was. Okay. So later on after that... Arnold and John have a small chat as they're heading out into the desert or into the middle of nowhere. I really don't remember. Arnold remembers nothing from T2, which begs the question how he knew about the whole visor thing. It completely blows me off. It completely throws me off. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It just does. Um, the reasoning yeah. behind this is because we find out that the T101s come basically come off an assembly line. Um, we then, and he asks, he's like, what, do you guys come off an assembly line or something? He's yeah. like, yeah. Yep, it's like, pretty much. No kidding. I don't understand why he's so... Like, not naive. Like he doesn't understand. It, it just it seemed really out of character for him. You know, he would have known these things. How would he know these things now, though? Well, you just forgot. There was never any mention of an assembly line in either of the other Terminator movies. No, but he did talk about how he was a Terminator, yes. not just the Terminator. Yes. And that machines were like him, like there were machines that were out to kill. Like, why wouldn't you think there's a bunch of them? You can, I, think, I, there's maybe, a, you can think there's a bunch of them without necessarily jumping to the conclusion that it's an assembly line. Uh, How many manufacturers do you know today that build things per order? There's a lot of that that happens. Know. Okay. Like today, anyway. if you, okay, so if you wanted like a custom built PC, you're not buying it from a big manufacturer or a vendor or, or out of a big box store. You're ordering the parts individually and you're building it yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm still just, just shocked at the fact that he didn't understand that he wouldn't have the same memories of one that was clearly burned. No, neither do I. Know. That one, so. that one I don't understand. Well, I love at this one. point, as they're going down, basically, he starts talking to, to Kate in the back, and she's like, drop dead. And he just shuts the, the, the thing and goes, I'm, <laughs> I'm unable, unable to, to comply. comply. <laughs> oh, my God. He then looks at John and says he requires a cutting tool because there's something smoking out of his chest. He cuts his chest open, uses said tool, and, and, and unscrews something, and pulls out this cell that's getting ready to explode, chucks it out the side core. into the desert, and it explodes in spectacular fashion. Shockwaves are going all over the place. It's phenomenal, all while Kate is frantically screaming in the back. It's right. amazing. I loved it. Now, this just reminds me of, okay, so you know the reason why James Cameron didn't direct this movie, right? He was like, my story's already done. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this just to make money. Like, that's not why I want this. But the studios, <laughs> I feel like we're doing the Matrix again. And now we get into, <laughs> your, and now we get into your real feelings about why you don't like this movie. You just said it. Well, the studio uh, no, wanted to I, make I, another I, one, and James Cameron said no. And no, but here, but here's what happens when we when we make movies. So I mean, I always go back to like Freddy Krueger. So I used to, I used to watch the Freddy Krueger movies, and 
every time like there was a movie, they had to find a new way to kill him. And it was always like, oh, take his power away by saying you don't believe in him. Ah, no, bury him on, on hollowed ground. No, uh, get him with holy water and a cross. Ah, no, like, get him this way. Like, bring him into the real world and take him out there. Like, they kept on changing what it was. Now here, they introduced this thing that was never a thing before. Oh, he has a power core that when it gets, when it gets ruptured, then it can explode. Dude, we've seen him get pretty battered and beaten but never did he disrupt his core and explode. But suddenly they're just making this up for this movie. Well, great. Here's here's the uh, here, here's what they're going to use. And it was very clear that like this is going to come into play later. And how many of these cores did he have? Did he just did they just like two? Yes, two. He only he only had two. Yes, two. Are you sure? Yes, two. You see them both. You see them both, both in this movie. You see them both in this movie. Yes. Now, how do you know he didn't have another one? Because if he takes another one out, how would he still operate without his power core? The, there's no, there's no good way to explain this. So mm-hmm. I'm going to explain it the only way that I know how. You have a device. Backup power. No, you have a device. <laughs> Say you have you have any kind of device nowadays. When you plug it in, there's a little red indicator light that's on. Right? Uh-huh. When you unplug yes. it, it slowly dims. That means the power uh-huh. is being drained out of the capacitors, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Same concept. He did not live much longer after he pulled out his second core. Okay. Well, we'll he, get he, there. He, he exploded. Uh-huh. Okay. I can tell you don't like my... I can, you don't like this. You, you're not accepting any it's, of this, are you? you you're... Listen, we just we just argued for a good like 15 20 minutes about the catcher in the rye in conspiracy theory. <laughs> and and I just and it's like you're you're doing to me what I what I usually do to you and it's it's funny that you don't like it when I do it, but you expect me to I like it. I never said that you, you I never said that I didn't like it. I love it when you do it. I don't care. You do it all you yeah. want. Well, but the, the, I think what it comes down to is the reality is like we will, if we're defending a movie that we like, <laughs> we are going to pull up and co- pull out and come up with the most ridiculous things and say, how is it's probably this? How is that ridiculous? You see it in modern day. Unplug uh-huh. something right now and tell me if it immediately shuts off. Anyways, Arnold <laughs> has to rob a convenience store for food and other various items that uh, John and Kate are both going to need. The clerk attempts to stop him, but Arnold very wisely tells just, him to talk to the hand. Because he's just grabbing everything off the shelves. <laughs> and as, as they're saying that, as he says, talk to the hand, <laughs> that funky man, funky, funky. That funky man, funky, funky. Like, that's the song they play. So apparently, apparently... This Terminator is a funky man, funky, funky. Look, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna justify everything. I'm not gonna justify okay. all of the decisions <laughs> well, that are made. Well, my, my job is to make sure that you do. Okay, I'm that's not, that is I'm my not job doing tonight. That. I, I cannot do that. There are things that happen in this movie. There are things that happen in every movie that I'm not gonna justify. And and funky man is is one of those things that I'm not gonna argue about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. The clerk calls the cops, obviously, and this is important for later. Kate is in the back, and she gets a rundown about who John is and who Arnold is, and he and, and the oncoming doom of the world. We find out that uh-huh. when they were children, they were in a basement, and they made out at one point. And oh, it, Mike Kripke's basement. <laughs> Mike Kripke's yep. basement. Okay. The TX finds, kills, and impersonates her fia- Kate's fiancé. 
Yeah. Now, uh, yep. Now, (laughs) when that happens, right, the cops show up at the door, and he comes up, and he's like, Hello. Oh, where is she? I'll help you find her. Now, I'm sorry, if you're a cop and you see somebody acting like that, that's suspect number one. They don't know him. No, they don't know him, but did you just see how he responded? I get it. I get it. He's acting. I'm he's sorry, acting, but look, that's super he's creepy. He's acting wicked suspect, but these cops don't know who he is. That just could be, you know, his... Yeah, I'm reaching. Yeah, he's acting really weird. Yeah, you're really reaching. I'm sorry, but that was super creepy. <laughs> it is really weird. That is super it creepy. It is really weird. Anyway, you need to realize just, it's a uh, robot acting as a chick acting as another dude. Yeah. So, right. So that would be odd. Like he didn't seem concerned. He's just, like, oh she, really? This was the start she's of she's missing. This was oh, this was no. the start of gender confusion. And she had <laughs> yeah. no it had no idea what it wanted to be. Um <laughs> So then comes to a lovely scene where Arnold, John, and Kate all visit Sarah Connor's grave and we find an arsenal of weapons that are in her coffin. Of course they are. I believe this 100%. Anywhere, oh, I do like how they anywhere that like, Sarah no, Connor that up. <laughs> anywhere that Sarah Connor is buried, I absolutely believe that there's no body. There's just weapons. I believe that 100%. Oh, yeah. Weapons from 20 years ago. Sure. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They're nope. weapons. Does it, it doesn't yep. matter. Kate picks up a gun and points it right at Arnold's face, only to be surprised when he spits the bullet out that she shot at him, which is fantastic. So, so he, he Ace ventura the bullet in his teeth and said, don't do that. Nope, not at all. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly they're surrounded by all types of police. The two officers who are now with Kate's fiance have word that they've been found, at which time the TX punches a hole through the driver and begins to steer the car and elbows the passenger <laughs> into the side window, the killing best, him on impact. The best part about this is when you see them driving away, all I could think of is like alien. <laughs> you see just this dead person in the front seat of a car, and this arm coming out of his chest, steering the steering. <laughs> it was brilliant to it watch. It was awesome. It because was you know awesome. that she had to make her arm longer to even go through the seat. Yes. To go through his chest. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> yes. It looked amazing. It was great. It was ridiculous. It was and what? The, the thing about... The thing about this movie, which which surprises me, and we talked about this before. <laughs> this is going to be every single scene. Yeah, it is exactly. Well, no, this is why I wanted. Thinking, this is this is why I'm I wanted to, to do out. this again. I never get. Hang on, I never get an opportunity where Lee just cuts loose and buries something this way. And I I I wanted it to happen for a long time now. And this is oh, one this movie is awesome. where I knew it was going to happen. So, yes. So, I, yes, I'm happy about this. This movie has an R rating. And honestly, besides a couple of F bombs, literally like only a couple of F bombs, um just before this where she's like, you know, I hate machines type thing and he's like, "Good, anger's more useful than despair because psychology is one of my sub my among my subroutines." <laughs> like Okay, great. Um, but besides that, in the hand going through the chest here, there's really not a lot of like anything else that would be considered rated R. Not really. Well, back then, anything, any any movie that had more than one f bomb in it was automatically Got the R rating. Rated R. So it so it had an extra f bomb in it, and that was it. 
It got and it had some rating. nudity. It, it had it, it had the f bomb. It had some nudity. It had a lot of violence. It had a lot of gun scenes. It had some bloody dude, this, scenes. Yeah, dude, it, it's, nudity. Okay, Titanic had nudity, and what was that rated? Titanic R- had a Titanic had the corner of a nipple. Nope, it had. She was full on in that movie for at least two or three minutes, and back then it was rated R, and now it's PG thirteen. I thought it was just the corner. I thought it like the way that he nope. was drawing her. It was just like the tippy top of her, like of her it nipple. was yeah. Full frontal. I the point. The point. Okay, about you know what? Is I apologize for that because I've only seen that movie once. The point. The point of it is though. There's a lot of stuff that in the past somehow flew. I mean, there's nudity in Jaws, and Jaws is Jaws is a PG movie. <laughs> PG. Yeah, but that's that's a silhouette of her in the water. It's, you you can't see anything in that movie whatsoever. <sighs> I mean, the if point- you really want to squint. And like, but the point about that, to I mean, like, have that your movie, imagination run away with it, then sure. But, but um, that, it's not even just about the nudity; it's about the whole movie itself was PG. That's a horror movie about a shark killing people back in the seventies. Yep. Yeah. That should have been rated R back then. Never mind PG thirteen. Uh, I want you to. I want you to. It was a. To, it, to hang do, on. Hang on. Hang on. It was a plastic shark and ketchup in some water, <laughs> and you want an yep. R rating, sir? Really? I'm not saying I want an R rating. Go watch, I just want. I'm go, listen. I'm you just, just said why an R you rating. just said that it should have been rated R. I'm saying by this standard, yes. The fact that like the rating system has changed tons over the years, right? But the go fact watch, that this one got rated R makes no sense to me. Go watch this movie called Passion in the Desert. <laughs> no, thank you. I I am telling you, I'm not. Go waste your time for an hour and a half. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. So I'm not. Just to just to give you so just to give you a quick rundown about ratings. This movie was PG thirteen. Um, I was like seventeen years old, and I was gonna have a you know a, a hangout night with my dad, and my mom bought rented this movie from Blockbuster for us, thinking it was this fantastic film. It's about this French legionnaire who gets lost in the desert. I think you told me about this. Tune leaves him. He gets lost and he finds this cave next to this water hole in the middle of the desert that he starts living in. And this cheetah comes around and he yep. befriends the cheetah. I know. you. you he then yeah. puts mud spots all over his body. He falls in love with the cheetah. You see him yep. having mm-hmm. relations with the cheetah. Then he stands up in the movie and he is full frontal naked in the entire film. You see everything. He then gets found and rescued by his legion, the, the, the platoon that he is with, and he comes back and he is normal, as if nothing happened. This is the entirety of the movie, him being lost in the desert and having relations with a cheetah and falling in love. I mean, literally, you see him falling in love with this, mo- and with this cheetah, and it's the worst. I sat there. Did you say? Did you say French Legionnaire? French Legionnaire. Oh, okay, French. That makes sense. All right. What is what so, is the name? The, what is the name of this movie? <laughs> Ash, Will wants to do this next. What is the name of this movie, sir? We don't, passion. We don't, passion in the desert. Passion in the desert. Hang on, I'm writing this down. I need to see this movie. No, you don't. No, I. I'm, I really wish you didn't tell me that story again, Chuck. Thanks a lot. Passion in the Desert. Yes. It's awful. I this <laughs> sounds fantastic. <laughs> it's horrible. Okay. It's let's please so... move on. Let's no, let's move not on move on. This sounds <laughs> great. 
Are you kidding me? You know me? what? It actually it sound it sounds slightly better than T3. <laughs> so oh wow. I need I need to watch this movie. I, need, I can't I, believe you. I need to watch this movie. Anyways, That's, like I was saying, I think it was the fact that your mother rented it makes it <laughs> makes it better. <laughs> she had no idea. None of us. The fact that I watched the entire movie and didn't shut it off boggles my mind. But and that whatever. was the last time. That was the last time you let your mother pick the movie, right? Yep. <laughs> but continue, Will. <laughs> so let's let's get into the best part in this movie. Yes, let's talk about let's well talk about done. Earl Bowen. Let's talk about Earl Bowen. Let's talk about Earl Bowen is Dr. Silverman who makes a cameo and he tries to have a nice conversation with Kate about trauma, but he's useless because he suffers from his own trauma. Talking about You start talking You start imagining things, impossible things, crazy things, insane things. Take years to get over it. <laughs> it's amazing because as he says it, his face just drops. More and more, and more and more, and and he and he just spaces, and it's hilarious. It's awesome. But then, as soon as like right after that happens, who comes flying out of the crypt with a coffin? So Arnold but comes big, out the side. Big, Arnold comes big, out the big, side big. of the crypt via a window <laughs> with a Gatling gun in one hand and a coffin draped over his other shoulder. And the next thing you see is Silberman just booking. Book it. Book oh it. Oh my god! The, <laughs> the police. Away. Hang on. The police open fire on Arnold. Arnold slowly turned. Now this is this is a, a a a filmmaking choice that I did not like. I'm the slow mo. The slow mo yeah. here bothered me. I I, I yeah. didn't think it needed to happen. I thought it could just it should have just been straight and fluid, and it would have done exactly the same thing. But Arnold now, slow mo it, it was an turns. Odd time to do it. Arnold slow mo turns towards the police cars, and this is the exact moment that Doctor Silverman catches his face, and like you said, mm -hmm. he just runs for dear life, and he's never to be seen again. Perfect cameo, absolutely yep. fantastic. He did a great job, and I loved mm -hmm. it. It was funny, it was comedic, and it was exactly everything that it needed to be. On yes. that note, with you—that's number four, Chuck. Hang on. On that note, with you having a lot of problems with how over the top and comedic certain things are in this movie, I will remind you that. He the, the ridiculous scene of the pencil falling out of his mouth in T two was just as ridiculous as any other comedic scenes that are in this. I movie. don't believe it was a pencil. I believe Pen it was whatever. the cap. The, I believe it was the cap that he took off the syringe. Fine, but uh, when he went, yeah, fine. But, but it's it's there. It's not like this is never. It's not like comedy in 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 the Terminator franchise hadn't been seen up until this point. It's always been. Well, there. I mean, yeah. Well, that's like saying comedy wasn't in the movie Alien. You know, there was comedy in that, but it was like, I mean, you, you can find find it comedic, but the, the funny thing is about the, the slow motion there, and it's what's interesting, um, they actually, that's the exact same scene that you should be referring to, because the last time we saw the slow motion like that was when we saw Sarah see him come down the hall, and it's slow motioned, and she's like, no, and like started backing up and running down the hall to get away, and then the whole come with me if you want to live type thing came up. You know, when, when mom, 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 but she was like totally fixated on the Terminator. Right. So they tried to recreate that. And because this whole movie was stylistically so different, it was very, very, very out of place. It didn't match up. It that's I think that's why it didn't fit. Okay. They were trying to do the same thing by traumatizing him, but they made it more. It was a combination of let's slow-mo and make this dramatic because they could have, mm -hmm. but they didn't. They made it comedic. So slow motion to comedic. Doesn't, doesn't work. land. It doesn't work. And that's what no, the, and that's the that issue one. that that's that's where I, I agree with you there. 
So, so Arnold jumps into a hearse, throwing obviously the coffin with uh, John in it in the back, and they oh, take how, off. How convenient! A hearse for a giant <laughs> coffin full of guns. <laughs> I skipped over the part where Kate also ran off during the whole shootout, and she's running through a cemetery, and she comes across who she thinks is her fiancé, but no. Arnold pulls up and blows the TX away with a rocket launcher, and the trio are back together, and they're off. Yeah? Okay. The TX TX starts her pursuit on foot, jumps jumps atop the hearse. Arnold drives Mm -hmm. underneath an 18-wheeler, I'm guessing that's what it is, turning it into a convertible. And then he yep. gives the line, we need a new vehicle. Well, it can't convert anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> it can no longer convert. <laughs> that roof is gone. It's not coming back. Oh, that's why I said it turned into a convertible. Well, convertible means it can go back or forth, but it can't oh, go back my. anymore. <laughs> Enter Captain Literal. Wowie, jeez. <laughs> you know what, what I mean. What he meant by that is it went from having a roof to not having a roof. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. So... It's time for a little bit of exposition dump. The TX was enabled to eliminate John and Kate, so she'll do the next best thing and go after her their lieutenants, including her father, who is basically the man who is in charge of Skynet. John demands that they go see him in an attempt to prevent the war. Arnold denies this. His mission is to ensure the survival of John and Kate. So John threatens suicide, which at- I thought it I th- I thought it was just a survival of Kate Kate Brewster first. Both of them. Well, it's his, both of them. It's both of them. It's always been both she, of them. We're getting yeah, to what you're she, talking he, about. She programmed. Yeah, yeah, we're getting to what you're talking about, but it's always been both of them. So, as John is threatening suicide, Kate then speaks up, demanding that they go see her father, and Arnold complies, which is really, really weird. While they're on their way to see Kate's father, we get a little bit more exposition. The cell network is down. Skynet is assuming control and preps for an all-out attack. If John and Kate were well, to be... Go ahead. They get to the point right there, but they they call this, um, they say he's the head of CRS. Sure. And I'm like, can't remember, oh, okay, Cyber cyber Research Systems. So it went from Cyberdyne, Cyberdyne and then Cyber Research, cyber research. Systems took over. It's like, wait, that's Skynet. Um, yeah, I'm not getting bogged Skynet. down with those details. I'm just going to call it Skynet. <laughs> it's, yeah, I know. If you, but it was, if just, we it was go just through, interesting that it's, if it's, we it's st- evolved. I, and that's I understand the whole point that. of the inevitability is what I thought was cool. Yeah, that's number five, Chuck. You happy? So, <laughs> Skynet is assuming control in preparations for an all-out attack. Um, the Terminator informs John and Kate that if either one of them were to be killed after this moment, that Arnold will become useless and there would be no reason for him to exist. I really like that line. Because yeah. it's it kind of suggests, I know it doesn't, but I'm going to say it does anyways, it kind of suggests that if either one of them were to die in this moment, would he just vanish? Like, would he, poof? Um, well, that's a <laughs> because time there's, travel. Because there's no, but there would be nobody in the future to send him back, so it would, poof, like. I don't think that's how it works here, because things would have changed, and they didn't. Guess. I don't know, I, I think this is one of those movies that you wouldn't see, like, you know, Marty McFly disappearing on stage type thing. Like, it wouldn't be like that. I think it would, um, and I think it would be cool. <laughs> isn't this the part where <clears throat> Connor was, John resistance. Connor was like, didn't we prevent Judgment Day? That came because, along before. They didn't prevent yeah, Judgment I mean, Day. They yeah. just postponed it. We we, we kind of went over that. Right. I, I mean, if you have something that you want to add, I go ahead. No, no I was just I thought okay. this was the part. So, well, what was interesting is they like you know we we have to follow this you know we have to sit there and listen to this stupid robot. Now you realize that like the T one hundred one here, 
gets takes like offense to that and he goes cybernetic organism like he was like mad that they called him a robot yeah for a moment there <laughs> like, it was just like he 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 cuts back in just like you're incorrect don't don't like don't downplay what i am it was almost like uh, like r2d2 like somebody with like some type of emotional connection to something like i don't know it, it's just it's odd to me because he wasn't i don't know it, whatever no, go ahead. What I mean, yeah, it just, do you it have just, a problem? Do, do you do you have a problem with how emotional he is, or do you not see? I'm just how trying to. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure him out because did they already take out that chip from his brain, and so he's a learning computer right now? Or no, I don't think so. That doesn't he, happen no. in this movie. So then, why is he responding emotionally? I am going to go out on a limb and assume that John and or Kate reprogrammed him purposefully to better fit the criteria of what John remembers. It explains the visor. It explains how emotional he is towards John. It explains the, you know, I'll be back, she'll be back, I'm back. It, 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 it kind of explains all that. And there's something else that I'm forgetting that it, that it, that it kind of explains as well. If you want, I mean, that's the way that I like to look at it. If you don't want to, I completely understand. I don't but. like to look at this movie at all, actually. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> you can look at it however you want. I don't like to look at it. So, after a thank you for doing all of this from Kate towards Arnold, he informs her that her thanks are not needed because he is programmed to basically follow her every command. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. Which is really cool. We find out that she's John's spouse and second in command. We also find out that John is dead. Ah, yes. John doesn't want to know how he dies, but Kate says, never mind that nonsense. She wants to know how he dies, and then it's basically explained that Arnold kills him. Thanks a lot for that. Like, he, that's, Uh like, come on. Like, you didn't need to do that. Like, he clearly didn't want to know how he died, and you just, never mind that, and went ahead with it anyways. Like, that's kind of a, well, it's kind of a jerk move. You know that John and Kate, um, they get married because when they were down in their friend's basement, they said, if we were the last two people on earth, let's get married. So that's what happened. <laughs> is they uh-huh. ended up being the last two people yeah. on earth. Sure. Pretty much. That's so awesome. they get married. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. Meanwhile, the virus is getting worse, spreading beyond just civilian systems. It's infecting the military now, leaving the country open for an all-out attack. TX has arrived in this building, and she starts turning on T1-2 Terminators, and these things look ridiculous. Like, now, I they're, go cool. Back to they're, when she... they're cool looking. They're really cool looking for, like, an early model of what the Terminator is, and I buy it. Looks it. Like something, it looks like something out of RoboCop. A, yeah, nope, a little bit, it, yeah. Nope. What I saw, what I thought of was, um, uh, as horrible as the movie is, um, the robot in Lost in Space... Where it's oh the one the one from the the newer movie, yeah, kind of like that. The robot Where has in space. Robot. Wow, the ro <laughs> yeah the kid built the robot. Danger Will Robinson. Danger Will yeah. Robinson. That okay. robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. is like this body on wheels and it has this like head. <clears throat> right. Um, mm-hmm. with some like mechanical arms. It was kind of like that. Um, but way before Lost in Space. Lost in Space was a newer version. Look like of the, and if the you old watch TV it show. in Salvations, yeah. they actually have that robot in Salvations. Oh, I think it's just Salvation. I didn't. Salvation. But, um, I, 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 um, that's so a movie that I don't when, like to watch. <laughs> well, there you go. 
So <laughs> what I thought was funny was when the TX popped back up after getting like, you know, knocked into a, 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 the, a tractor trailer. <laughs> When she gets up, she tries to find a new um, primary weapon, mm. and she goes through these choices, and she pulls out a flamethrower. Yes. The funniest thing to me about that is the side of the tractor trailer says, experience the power. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like a big banner behind her, and she's like, <laughs> and the guy's like, hey, you okay? And he sees that, and he's like, uh, see ya. Yep, goodbye. <laughs> and just pokes it. <laughs> So Kate's father gets a call from some of his higher-ups, ordering him to turn on Skynet. And with the push of a button, mm-hmm. Skynet takes control, and the war begins. Uh, the TX mm-hmm. shows up disguised as Kate for some reason, and Arnold <laughs> fills her with holes. The TX then shoots Kate's father, and Arnold shoots her down a vent shaft. And we get the uh, line, she'll be back. She'll be back. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, One of the TX... One of the T1-2s just starts firing on humans that are moving, and it's absolutely fantastic to see. So, okay, so one of the one of the big reasons why I love this movie so much is the reason why I love anything that has to do with any type of origin story. I've always liked to see how something began. I've always oh, yeah. I've always had a soft spot in my heart for things like that. So like. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why it, it's the reason why usually if I'm watching like a trilogy or a franchise, I usually like the beginning of it more than I like anything else because I like the way that everything develops. Because mm. the Terminator franchise kind of started in the middle of everything that was going on and, and it dealt with time travel, this here speaks a little bit more to me than either one of those films. Just the ending of this movie and the way that everything follows after this, the way that the way that Skynet took over, the way the war happens, and how John Connor actually survives and becomes well, the leader of the resistance. I think it's all fantastic. And I here's, think and here's I my ar- question. one more thing. And I arguably, and if I get a lot of heat for this, I don't care. I think from this point on, I think this is probably some of the most significant and important moments in the Terminator franchise. I don't care what anybody Which, says. I think this is through and through fantastic. And here's my question to this whole thing, which I'm not disagreeing with you on what you just said at all. But right around the same time that they turn on Skynet, she is jacking into or hacking into the other the other Terminator, right. the ones that they first create. Yep. Right. So had she not, you know, hacked the system the moment that they turned the system on, is that what created the whole system to start backfiring or was it going to happen anyways? Did she, did her hacking into the Skynet is, is her hacking into the Skynet? Is that what created all the robots to then turn? So it happens later. No. It happens a little bit later in the movie, but it is kind of alluded to by John that, Skynet and the virus that's infecting everything right now are the same thing. The virus is yeah. just, the virus is just a ruse. It's just a way to get people to turn Skynet on. Like that's, that's the whole right. point behind the virus. That's my understanding of what's going on here. Yeah. But I think Chuck is just asking like, would those things have turned on and started fighting people immediately? Or did she hack into them and she's kind of controlling them? Right? I think they would have turned on regardless. It kind of seems, yeah. it kind of seems like they would have turned well, on you regardless. See, no, you see her go in and her hand, yes. and her finger turns into a thing the same way yeah. that she did. And <clears throat> 
I'm thinking, would Skynet have turned as fast as it did had she not come back and hacked oh, I don't into the th- system? I don't think so. I mean, we I see. Don't think so. I do. I think we because we we see like drones and everything outside, just like firing on random people. She did yeah, not turn th- any of those on. So I, I no. Mm. She but she hacked into the system though. So if she can hack into the system and she can control other vehicles. If she could hack into the system and, and give it a new command, then that would happen. So I think I have no... Which is what happens, which is what she does before anything else happens. I understand that. I have no evidence for this. This is just me speculating. She might not know the exact moment that Skynet takes over. She's just hacking these T-102, T-1-2s because... Like, it's just something that she has to do in order to get oh, her to the oh, next I, step. I think, oh, I, re- oh, I get that. Regardless of whether or not she does it, these, these Terminators turn on and start killing people after, you know, Robert <laughs> pushes the button. Well, they don't until she, she hacks them first. Yes. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, you know ca- cause and effect. Cause and effect. I drank too much wine. Now I must pee. You know, I think did, you, I did, think I think there's evidence for both, because again, she didn't she didn't hack any of the drones that are firing on people outside. She didn't hack, no, but she hacked. But she hacked into the because she hacked into these robots. She's effectively hacking into the Skynet network. I guess, and she could have reprogrammed the entire thing like that. So you're basically asking. Back, you're basically asking what came first, the chicken or the egg. Correct. I don't. I don't think there's. Right. An, I don't think there's an answer here. I think it can go either right. way. You can. You can either say. She, you can either say that everything started with um, with Kate's father pushing the yes button to launch Skynet, or you can say it was her hacking into the system. I think it can go either way. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here. It's. 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 it's well, it, it's, it's the same question with. It's the same question with T one. Who came first? Right. You know. Yeah. You're right. His best friend or his father. Wait a minute. They're the same person. Exactly. You know, mm. had he had he never had Kyle Reese never gone back, John Connor would never never have been born. Never have been born. And, and that's the re- that's the repeating cycle. Yeah, over it's and a repeating over again. cycle right. there. It's a repeating cycle. So- that that's a repeating cycle. Without one, you can't have the other. Here, mm-hmm. it's it's now. Had she no? That's that's the same thing. If she hadn't come back. Would it would the would the same war have been so triggered? Here's, or I I will say this. She can hack into the system, right? She can hack into the Skynet system. But mm-hmm. Skynet can't take control of everything without the push of the button. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? He pushed the button. Right, but because her her coming back. Right. And because of everything happening, it then forces all of this stuff to happen. The button gets pushed reluctantly. She's not the source of the virus, though. What you what you're saying, right? What you're saying right now would make sense if she was the source of the virus. If her coming back in time and her doing something was the source of the virus that's taking over like civilian computers and like driving the military into a frenzy, then absolutely she's not. The virus was kind of already there. Like the virus was Skynet. So mm. there there's there's kind of a problem there. But here, regardless of whatever happens. She can absolutely hack into any system that she wants to, but Skynet as an entity cannot have control without the push of the button. That's that's that I think that's the point that I'm trying to make. I don't 
I get you. I get okay. your point. So, down a hallway, one of these T-102s just starts firing at random humans. Arnold comes around the corner, and he's able to handle this with absolute ease. The trio take Kate's father back to his office. He is a bloody mess. He's clearly getting ready to die. And they have to get a folder with some codes of some kind in him, and they are sent on their way to a place called Crystal Peak. And then, a missile comes flying into his office, and he dies. And that is the end of him. The team are then off to shut down Skynet, or they think they're off to shut down Skynet. The TX and Arnold have a very one-sided fight where Arnold is going through all types of walls, toilets, and sinks, and ends with the TX kicking off Arnold's head and hacking him. Well, let's talk about that scene. Okay, I knew you were going to want to... Yeah, go ahead. So, before you go, Lee, (laughs) this was the one scene where I was like, it, it looked awful. That's, yes. Because he brings her, he pushes her through walls and through the bath, the bathroom stalls and stuff yep. like that. Mm-hmm. And then she pushes him back and it looks like they're carrying dummies. Yes. The, yes. It does not. It looks horrible. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. This is exactly what I'm talking about. It looks ridiculous. This Never is the, mind the one fact- scene that it looks like that though. It is the only one didn't? scene that looks like this. I will say that. Yeah. It is the only time that mm. anything like this happens in the movie. It, I, I'm, not go- yep. I'm not going to forgive her because it does look ridiculous. However, how else are you supposed to portray a 120-pound woman putting a 250-plus-pound <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger through a wall? How else are you supposed to really do that? The same way they did it in T2. Not pushing. No, no, no. Not pushing. She grabs the back of his belt (laughs) and the back of his collar, and she picks him up, and she head first. No, 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 no. You're being kind. It wasn't the back of his belt. It was his crotch. It was it was his crotch. <laughs> it was they his went crotch. straight the, up. It was his right. crotch. And when and when and she the, grabbed him, he the went. Look he went on his mm? face. The he look turned on and his... looked. <laughs> was totally ridiculous. Hmm? Whole, she picks scene. him up. He stops and goes, "Did you just grab my crotch?" Kind of face, <laughs> and then got shoved into the wall. Unbelievable. And then after she thinks she like takes him out for the most part, as she's walking by in true woman fashion. She checks herself out in the mirror. Yes. Oh, look at me walking in the mirror. Yes. Here I go. And this then happens. he comes out. This happens. It was to your to your thing about <sighs> do it the same way as in T two. The difference mm-hmm. here is Robert Patrick is a much better build than this woman. Uh-huh. Watching Robert Patrick carry around Arnold Schwarzenegger, believable. Watching this chick uh-huh. carry around Arnold Schwarzenegger, not believable. So again, well, I it's ask because she's completely CG. Most oh, he, of this, most of this scene was computer generated. Most I, of it. I wouldn't call yeah, it computer generated I, versus them actually carrying like actual dummies. I think they were carrying actual mm. dummies. I think that's a mm. lot more along the lines of they were carrying actual dummies. I think the I think the big problem is is it's um it's 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 the way that your brain coordinates certain things. You can tell when she's lifting, there's no weight right. behind what she's lifting and it's very off-putting. I'll 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 right. say that. It's very jarring to look at. Right. When and she I felt when like she kicks his head off though and she's and like that was pretty cool. Uh, uh, when that she was just stepped on his. Head, that was amazing. It was pretty cool. That was amazing. Anyways, like I said, it ends with the TX kicking off his head and hacking him, and then, 
Oh boy. We cut to John and Kate who are pinned down in a hallway because a drone is, is looking for them, trying to shoot them down. Oh. Kate picks up go. an assault rifle and shoots this drone down and it is broken. And John looks at her and says, You remind me of my mother. <laughs> I'm sorry. Claire Danes is not Linda Hamilton. You think that this movie is a mockery to the Terminator franchise? Comparing Claire Danes to Linda Hamilton is a slap in the face. That's what I'm saying. I will, I will agree with you 100% on this, sir. That is a slap now, in the face. This I so did not So speaking like. of Oedipus, speaking of Oedipus... <laughs> <laughs> why didn't Oedipus swear? Why do we have to... Why? Why didn't Oedipus swear? You can't just let the line go. You have to bring up Oedipus? Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, Why didn't Oedipus swear? Just get to the... Because oh, he I... kissed his mother with that mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, anyway. The TX is still in pursuit of John and Kate, so John decides to turn on a giant magnet, which the TX eventually oh, the way, gets stuck by, to uh, until I, she pulls out her funny. salt. Go ahead. By the way, oh, by the way, we have a super collider downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he turns, I just called it a giant magnet. I didn't know it was called a super collider. I just escaped my I mind. Mean, so he turns this thing on full power and eventually she just gets stuck to it. And it, it, it's, it's awesome to look at. You can't say that it's not. Just the way that she's melting into it is fantastic. It's a great visual. Like, the, soup, the special effects here were top-notch. I thought this was great. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Until she started sawing her way through it. To, yeah. That part I don't get. The rest of her is melting. How so is she's melting, she but she's still able to manipulate a saw tool and, and, and cut through this thing. Mm-hmm. If this was how they ended her, I would have been excited about that. Yeah. Um, ended her. True. Yeah. <laughs> because her ending is stupid. I'll, 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 I'll say it we'll, right now. We'll her get ending there. is stupid. So. <laughs> we'll get there. John and Kate find their way to a plane. Here's the thing. Oh. They're on a military base. And they yes. find this nothing plane. They can't find well, it's, like. It's, it's one that she. No, it's one that she knows how to fly. Uh, she practiced on it, so she's comfortable with fine, it. Fine. Fine. Right. Mm -hmm. Arnold shows up, clearly hacked, and he's on his way to kill John. Get away from me. Exactly. The whole time Please. he's going, get away from me. Now. Get away from me. <laughs> now. I have been reprogrammed. The whole thing. John looks dead at him and says, My CPO is intact, but I cannot control my other functions. <laughs> and probably... <laughs> Probably, oh, no. probably my favorite Schwarzenegger line in any movie because of how important it is and because how important it is to this movie. Yeah. John looks dead at him and says, you don't have to do this. And he says, desire is irrelevant. I am a machine, which I, mm -hmm. I can't. I just for some reason, I just love that line and the score is swelling in the background and the look on Schwarzenegger's face is half machine and, 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 and half man and just the way that everything is just melded together and just the line I am a machine just really really strikes a chord with me it's one of the reasons why I love this movie well I love the line that John yells at him too because he's basically saying 
as he's being he's got this program which I, I like that we can see this is number six chuck Ooh, i like that we can see his program and then the new program that was trying to be like infiltrated <laughs> yeah going back and forth in his head like you know abort terminate abort yes. terminate abort terminate um and he just and he just yells at him he's like what is your mission to protect john connor and Catherine brewster you are about to fail that mission yeah and he just like freaks out, he throws him has across complete, the room, and because it has a complete technical <laughs> breakdown, and throws John on the other side of the room, and just takes all of his. He goes, he goes full Donkey Kong <laughs> full, on the front of this. Exactly, on the of this Jeep. he goes full Donkey Kong on this Jeep, and then just shuts himself down. <laughs> I, it's, which yeah, it's you know, awesome. if people didn't understand what was going on there, of course John Connor would explain it to everybody, like. Looks like he had to shut himself down because he couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, okay, sure. Yeah, we got that. I got it. <laughs> I knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> this movie, yep. though, is not meant to make you think at all. Not at all. It's purely not made. Not at it's all. purely made. This movie is purely made for explosions and um, <laughs> money. Just and money. To, to have fun. <laughs> and money. Well, all movies are made to have money. Sure. Meant, are, are, all movies are meant to make money, but this movie was made solely for let's sit back and have a good time, think, and just have a good time. 100%. Mindless action movie, and I love them. I, you know, it's the exact, it's the exact opposite of the uh, movie we just talked about recently. With, um, you know, we did uh, conspiracy theory at one point, mm. and that movie is the complete opposite of this, yes. where you had to actually think, pay attention, and watch what's going on. This movie, you could literally get up for three or four minutes, go and do something, come back, and not really. It's just there to, you know, sit back, have a few drinks, and enjoy some Class B entertainment. Right. And I will say this as much as I love the lines that came before, Desires are relevant, I am a machine, I will say that it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why. Arnold would just throw John to the side and start bashing on the hood of a car. He's got to, he's got to motion. Sure. <sighs> Anyways, getting to the end of this thing. Oh my God. So John and Kate fly their way to the bunker at Crystal Peak where they are sent to, followed by the TX who crashes a helicopter into the hangar, followed by Arnold with a larger cra- helicopter that crashes into her. Arnold gets out of the helicopter with his face half melted and says, I'm back. No, he didn't say I am back. He just goes, I'm back. I said like, I'm back. I, okay. Anyways, yeah. so he's... now the blast doors are getting ready to close. Arnold jumps into action, pushing this giant door to keep it open and tells them both to hurry up and get inside. Go now. The, the TX, <laughs> mangled, broken, and melting, follows. Okay, this is her end. Yeah. This is her end. Arnold stops her from pursuing John and Kate by dragging Grabs her back. Her, yeah. Dragging her back, taking the second core. She's like core, an animal at this point. She is screaming like an animal, taking the second yeah. core out of his body and shoving it in her mouth. And she is screaming <laughs> like an animal, a wild animal the entire time. Just melted, broken, and destroyed. And. You are you are terminated. terminated. <laughs> and there is a giant explosion. Yes. John and Kate make it to the lower level of the bunker. There is nothing down there but 40-year-old <laughs> equipment. And Kate reminds John that Arnold's mission was to ensure their survival, and he did just that. 
Some folks on a radio call up for help, and John is the one to answer the call. And the movie ends with the bombs going off. I love it. I loved it, too. I enjoyed yeah. it thoroughly. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So the way that this movie ends... The visual of the bombs, well, John first realizing that he's exactly where he needs to be, and then John realizing that he's the one who's going to be in charge down there, and then the visual of all the bombs going off, like everything that happens from the moment Kate's father pushes that button up until now, I said it before, I'm going to say it here, I love it. I think it's some of the most important pieces to the puzzle of the Terminator franchise. I think it's fantastic just to see the way that this entire war begins, what jumped everything off. I thought, I just think it's amazing. And it just, it, 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 it hits all the right notes for me. And was it, hmm. was it this movie where he stated that Skynet wasn't a specific like location or device? It was in all of the, Software and technology. It's, yeah, it's, it's basically everything. infected everything. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. yeah, there's actually a bunch of parts that were cut out originally that they were going to shoot in, in the movie where um, they were going to show a lot more of like the civilian things that were malfunctioning, like ATMs weren't working, phone lines weren't working, like all these little things. And that was going to add to what the military guys were saying. Um, like, you know, things are going down. This virus has really taken over. Showing more of the effects on regular civilian life was going to be there, but they, they just didn't bother doing it. Mm. But there's a few things. It's it's actually kind of funny. I was just doing uh, some research earlier on it. But um, James, Ca- like, Arnie was not going to do this movie unless James Cameron was involved, and James Cameron wanted nothing to do with it. But James Cameron basically said, he's like, listen, he, he eventually just said, just do it and ask for an S-load of money. That's exact. That's the specific quote that he said. And uh, at, at that time, Arnold's contract, it was the highest. Um, it was a record. It was the highest record at that time for what an actor was paid for a movie. It was twenty nine point five million. Wow. Oh, so twenty nine point twenty five million. Wow. Yeah. His contract was thirty three pages long. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yep. So that's yep. Well, yeah, he got a lot, and that was just that was just the original. Um, yeah, that's insane. But that's that's what it comes down to. He's like, well, whatever, money. fine. You gonna do that? Then give me the money. Money, money, money. That's what it all but comes yeah, down and to. Yeah, and that and the fact that Edward Furlong was actually supposed to play John Connor in this, but they had to pull him out pretty much before they started shooting because of his substance abuse issues at the time. Yeah, he was uh, he was a mess. <laughs> he was a total he mess an and it stinks because mess. honestly honestly it 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 stinks because i mean i think that would have made things a lot different it would have it would have kept some cohesion in the in the the franchise i think if they had him in there regardless regardless of ed furlong's substance abuse issues i can't picture him in that role no matter how mm, much i no matter how much i try i can't picture him as the leader of any resistance Cr- Christian Bale, yeah, mm. I, I can't see. I, I can't see. Now, I don't, see, I don't went, see how Edward Furlong, Christian Bale, and Nick Stahl look anything alike, and how it makes any sense that alike. they would. If they use Nick Stahl in Salvation, if they use Nick Stahl in Salvations and not Christian Bale, it would have been Salvation. So whatever. It's one single salvation. Salvation. I, Salvations. People, listen. People, if you didn't say it ten times, I wouldn't have corrected you, but you, you said it multiple times. I'll <laughs> say it again too. Salvations. Okay, so 
I'm just saying the reason why they didn't use Nick Stahl in Salvation is did you see what he looked like when they put the makeup on him in this to show what he looked like in the future when he looked like a 12 year old boy dressed up like an old man? It looked ridiculous. Yeah, it just it, it, it would have been horrible. I'm sure they would have been able to do a better job. Yeah, yeah well, then out, they should have they, they done a better later. job with this movie then. I'm, I'm pretty sure they would have been able to do a better <laughs> job with the makeup if they actually wanted to age him up a lot for that war. They did not need Christian Bale. And, and again, the whole, my, 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 my whole theory is that the only reason why they got Christian Bale to play that role is because he saved the Batman franchise. That does That's not true. mean that he was the best choice for, for John Connor. They could have, they could have oh. used mil- Milk. They could have used Nick Stahl as, um, just to keep continuity. I think that would have been yeah, a lot mm-hmm. better. And again, the, they, if they really wanted to, if they really tried and paid attention, they could have done an amazing makeup job on him if they, if they really wanted to yeah. do it. But they didn't, they didn't, and it is what it is. So yep. that's, that's the way that that ends. Um, yeah. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Final thoughts, Chuck? I, this is a fun movie. <laughs> I, I enjoyed watching it. I, I, you know, it's not, you know, is there a lot of continuity issues, a lot of holes potentially, or... You know, like like Lee is saying, is the the graphics always the best? No, um, but as a whole, I I thoroughly got I, when I sat and watched this. I haven't watched it in years. When I sat down and watched it again, I was like, "This is a fun movie." Yes, and that's what it is. It's a fun movie. It's it's not required to have a lot of thought process into it. It's not required to, you know, break it apart and oh my gosh, what happened? This movie is completely on the nose. This movie is completely out there for it's not trying to hide anything other than the fact of it is a class B action movie, which is what every movie people like Schwarzenegger, Stallone played in um, back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. That's what they were known for. That's what they were. That's, that's how they built their careers on. And it fit everything. And I just enjoyed it thoroughly. Lee? I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it's a class B action movie. Nobody's ever denied that. I wouldn't deny no, that either. No, but but he, but here's the thing: it's a class B action movie, whereas its predecessor was also was, a class B action movie. No, I wouldn't put it under class B. I would not say T two is a class B action movie. I would say T two. When I say T two is when a I say classic, cl- it's a classic. Yes. But it's a classic. It's not. B. It's not a cult classic. It's a classic classic. Yes. It's actually. It's a, it's a classic film. Yes. But if you compare that to a lot of other movies that came out for action movies, it's around it's that Arnold, time. This would be Arnold, up there. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like watching. You know. You're not gonna. No. No. Adrian. No. No. I gotta stop you right there because you're not gonna say that this is on par. That T two is on par with like Commando. Don't. 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 Oh no 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 not even close not even close. But there were there were definitely action movies that came out in the early to mid nineties that were not Terminator Two. T two though is a cult is not a cult classic. It's a classic film. It's still it's a class B film though. Um, the acting is not the best in any of the Terminator movies. No, whatsoever. not at all. Uh, um, well, I uh, I don't know, man. Linda Hamilton in T two is on another level. She she she's she on a whole good. different level. But 
Arnold Schwarzenegger is not a good actor. No, he's not. <laughs> and so that's what I'm trying to say. No, he's not. He, he's, he's not a good actor at all. That's why he always played in stuff like this, yeah. like Predator. You know, even, you know, it was, it's, it's still a class B movie. It was not a class A movie. It's just, it was a class B movie that got really popular, really famous, and everyone liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but it does not change the fact that it was still a class B movie. I wouldn't, and so is this. I, I, I still have a hard time saying that T2 was a class B action movie. I would say that T1. I would, I would say T1. I would yes. say T1 is a class B action movie that, that gave way yes. to T2 becoming a phenomenon like that's yeah. that, that you want to say that fine but I, uh, it, it, you know what though if that's if that's your thought process behind T2 man you know go for it um I love yeah, the I, movie I would so definitely I. say it was it was BAB sure you know sure BAB and then uh, BAB and then you started getting down to the C's anyways so we are done for the night we have been up for a while this is over Lee I promise I will never make you talk about this movie again you have my word on that I, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I know that you record your everything as much as you can, yeah. so we'll never have never to do again. this again. It'll never happen again. But um, yeah. So that's. Uh, I'm I'm glad we're finally done it's with over. this. We 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 gotta do we gotta do one of Lee's guilty pleasures next. Yeah, we've done. Yeah, well, you, but but the, here's what you have to do: you have to actually let me pick my movie and stop saying that I actually care so much about Batman. Forever. No, go ahead, pick your movie. Okay. What's a what's what's what really? What's a guilty pleasure for you? That's hard to say. I've got so. I mean, many. with Chuck, we it's got Equilibrium. You... With me, we got T three. It's pretty well established. Mm. I mean, just name a movie that you, that you don't rip apart while you're watching it. That you just watch it for the sake that you just solely enjoy it, regardless of how Hang bad on. it is. Exactly. Name a movie that you know is bad. You know the general consensus around it is this movie is bad, but you don't care. You love it. Ghostbusters 2. Okay. Everybody poops on Ghostbusters 2. I think it's a fantastic movie. Okay. I think it's a great I think it's a great sequel. Okay. Okay. I've never heard it, I've never heard a lot of people Neither have know, I. Everybody everybody bashes huh. it. Look it up. Okay. Everyone says it's the worst I'll, movie. I, I believe you. Sure. Ghostbusters was the worst movie. But. That doesn't happen. That didn't happen. That's that's on the same planet that that Superman lives. Oh, it happened. Exists. On. It happened. No, it no, didn't. Superman it lives. Happened. Didn't happen. Th- there there are a few movies that never happen. Alone in the Dark, White Noise. Happened. That happened. Um, Ghostbusterettes. That happened. that happened. Superman lives. That didn't happen. <laughs> you're you're living in a dream world. <laughs> All right. Well, we're this done. Has been fun. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> Good night, guys. See ya.